Hey, what's up everyone? This is Rafiq here. Welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. And in today's podcast, I just want to talk about um, what I've been working on and the latest updates which I've made to the framework which I've been working on. As you guys know, the past few episodes I've been talking about uh, this cool framework which I've been working on. And this framework is kind of just a part of what the whole objective of Salam Mastery is. So if you guys can hear the background noise, um, currently I'm driving back home from the office. And um, so that's why it's kind of loud and uh, compared to compared to the other episodes, uh, this one's got probably a lot more noise coming through. But anyway, so I wanted to talk about the changes which I've made. So as you know, the framework which I have contains around four steps, right? And so what has happened is that I've needed, like I've had to increase um, one to add one more step to the whole process because it's a very critical step which I've missed out. So as you know, in the steps, part of the steps is that I have to is that people have to learn the concept of sorry the concept of uh, of God in the world's major religions. So for example, the the first step, right? Step one is to you know understand who um uh, what the what the word religion means right because you know certainly i know that uh, me i wasn't taught religion i wasn't taught what religion meant you know i would just look around me and see the people around me and kind of conclude um you know my definition of what religion was based on the people around me now i was never ever told definitively like what does the word religion actually mean it was not until i did the, you know tons of research and i found all this cool stuff online where i was able to you know find out um what religion meant and you know what what is the actual meaning of it because not nobody literally nobody tells us what religion means i know that in my early days of madrasa even in fact at school they don't teach you what religion is so uh, that's the step one you need to first find out what does religion mean now this concept this framework is for you guys to understand who god is right the true version of god understand who he is and what religion means so that's step number one right coming into step number two is you need to understand the concept of god in the world's major religions so some of the some of the um, major religions include christianity um, um, judaism hinduism um, islam right those are the four main ones um, so those are the major religions so you need to understand the concept of god in those four religions so those four religions you have to look at the scriptures because the best way to judge any religion is by looking at the scriptures and to find out what the scriptures say because a lot of the time the followers they do not know what the scriptures have said so you know just look around you and you'll be able to know and you'll be able to tell the answer that almost nobody around you knows what their actual scripture says so for example um you know a christian you know if you truly read the bible and then you meet a regular Christian, right, you'd see there's a disconnect. Likewise, if you meet a Jew, right, and then see what's mentioned in the Old Testament, because the Jewish scriptures and the Christian scriptures, they're they're kind of related. One is the Old Testament and one is the New Testament. So if you read the Old Testament, which is the Jewish scriptures, you come to find out that 
um, and, and then you, if you meet a Jew, you'll come to find out that there's a disconnect there. Likewise, when it comes to Hinduism, right, the, in Hinduism, you've got many scriptures, but the most authentic scripture in Hinduism is known as the Vedas. And then you've got the Upanishads, right? Those are authentic scriptures. And then obviously you've got the Bhagavad Gita and you've got all these other smaller scriptures. But the most, um, you know, the highest in authenticity is the Vedas and the Upanishads. And so if you read the Vedas and the Upanishads and then you meet a regular Hindu man, right, you'll see there's a big disconnect there. Okay, likewise, you know, the same thing applies to Islam. You know, in Islam, the highest in authenticity is the Quran. Okay, then you've got the authentic Sunnah, which is the Hadith books, right? The authentic Hadith books. So likewise, if you read the Quran, right, and then you meet a regular Muslim, you'll see there is a disconnect. However, I want to point out something that the maximum number of people who follow their religion the maximum in the world, the amount of followers who actually follow the religion, number one comes Islam. Because Muslims are more closer to their books as compared to any other faith. Okay? Um, yeah, so, uh, but but it is still a big difference. Because a lot of people around you, you know, Muslims, uh, they don't follow their scriptures. So, that's why on my journey learning about the Salah of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Prophet's life, peace be upon him, on that journey, I had to go through understanding who God was and the concept of who Almighty God, uh, you know, who he was and what's the concept behind him. And so in order to do that, I had researched and I had uh, gone uh, figuring, uh, I had watched a lot of videos um, of people talking about that stuff, you know, talking about the concept of God, um, you know, in Hinduism, in Christianity, in Judaism, in Islam. And what I did was that um, I found that it really helped me. But then from but then if you're in a if you're a scientific person, OK, um, what I found is that the a video which helped me more was replies to atheism, so to atheists. So atheists basically um, they they don't believe in God. They don't believe in the existence of a supernatural power. Okay, so that is step number. Uh, so, so wait, step number one is under um um defining the, what religion means. Step number two is finding out what the scriptures, the authentic scriptures of the major religions, say about the concept of God, and then I've added another step here. Step number three, which is proving that. There is God proving the existence of God. And in order to do that, um, you have to look at a scripture, at the scriptures which claim to be from Almighty God and then put them to the test of science, okay, of established science. And once you do that, you know, it opens your mind so much more because when you find out that there is this book that is the word of God, Right. It, it kind of changes everything for you because now you're living life in accordance with that book, because that book, you know, it's not an ordinary book. It's a commandment. It's a recitation. Right. Because it doesn't belong. It's not a human handiwork. OK, it's a supernatural power who's made that work. And so once you figure that out, right, once you're convinced about that, then, you know, all other things in worship, they fall into place. So. 
you know, in the case of salah mastery, you know, when you're trying to master your salah, when you're trying to uh, kind of learn your salah and get it as close to the Prophet, peace be upon him, trying to get the most humility out of it, the most khushu, as they say in Arabic. When you're trying to do that, you know, it's important that you know the basics of religion and what does religion mean. And part of knowing the basics is knowing the power of Almighty God's word. And um, so that's why I have included that next step, which is after you understand the concept of God in the world's major religions, then you need to um, understand the existence of God. And you have to get proof that there is one scripture, which is the word of God. And after doing my research, I found that there's only one scripture which passes, which passes the test. And that scripture is the glorious Quran. Because if you take the glorious Quran, which was revealed around 1400 years ago, okay, if you take it and put it to the test of science, okay, and logic, right, it is the only religious scripture which passes the test. Now, I explain all of this stuff more once you get my framework, okay? Because in the framework, I show you guys, uh, the, you know, I give you guys resources where you can learn this stuff, where you can go and find out this stuff, you know, especially when it comes to religion, you know, very, very important. It's, 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 it's so important. It's the most important thing because that's how it shapes your life. You know, religion, um, it's kind of like a way of life. How a person lives his life or her life, you know, is, is determined by um, what religion they follow, okay? To a great extent, at least. And so I've added that step in there. Now, after that step, after proving uh, that the Quran is the word of God and the existence of God, then you move on to step number five, which is um, reading the word of Almighty God. You know, going and researching what did Almighty God say. And to do that, you need to get a copy of the Quran in the language you understand the best. And you can do it literally on your phone. You don't need to, you know, travel to a library. You can do it on your phone. You know, what you're listening to me on right now, the device you're listening to me on right now, Right. You can use that device and you can get the Quran app on it. Right. Most likely. And you can, you know, get the translation in English, in the in the language you understand the best. OK. And I'm sure most of you guys, it's English. But if it's not English, if it's Urdu, then do Urdu. Right. If it's um, Mandarin, then do Mandarin. Right. Whatever your language is, get a copy the language you understand the best. Get a copy of the Quran in that language. You need to understand what God has said. OK, that's it's it's the tipping point of everything you do in religion. You know, it's it, the source of everything you do in religion is that what did God say? OK, what did God say? Why is it important that I listen to him? And part of you finding that out is, you know, reading what he has said. What has he talked about mankind and, um, you know, why we're here, why we're in this world. You need to figure that stuff out because once you figure that stuff out, you know, all the other things in worship become so much easier. OK, um, yeah. So um, I just added that extra step, which is uh, approving uh, kind of to to people who believe in science. Right. And who are logical and scientific. Um, proving to them that the Quran is the word of God and the existence of God, right? So I've included that in the in the steps in the framework, and um, I'll once again include the um, the link to get the framework down below. It's this framework has helped me so much, especially because you know learning the salah and mastering your salah it's quite a journey. 
and um, in the early stages of the journey, this is what you need to know. This is the framework. And this helped me so much because, you know, the way I learned this framework, right, was back in my early madrasa days. And um, you can remember, you know, I was this regular madrasa kid, um, just a regular kid. You know, after coming home from school in the afternoon, I'd eat lunch and go to madrasa. That's how the day went. But then eventually what started happening was that my relationship with the Molanas and with the teachers, it got really bad. It got really sour, really terrible because I didn't like them. I don't know. There was just a feeling in me that oh, I don't like these people, right? These people who are teaching me this stuff, um, so-called Islam, right? We had Quran reading, then we had practicals, Islamic studies and all these uh, subjects, which, you know, I was just not interested in. Like, I'm not interested in this stuff. Okay, in the beginning, sure, I liked it. But then later, in my later years of madrasa, you know, I, I, I totally wanted to be a ghost. I was ghosted out by that. I didn't want to go there. And so I remember there was this one day where um, I'm coming home from school. And it's at that moment, I'm like, oh, God, I have to go to madrasa now. Right. Oh, you, if you ever the feelings like you really don't want to go, you know, when you like, for example, if there's um, like, for example, take remember back when you were in school. OK. And you, you know, you had to do a, a piece of homework and it was due the next day and you knew it was a big task. Right. And you were working on it the night before. And then the, in that same night on the day before, you're like, oh, crap, I have to get this thing done by tonight because it's due tomorrow. Right. That feeling um you know kind of resonates with this and um another feeling is that you know when you need to public speaking okay when you need to speak in front of the class or when you need to speak in front of a group of people you know that feeling it's like it's it's just below your heart it's not on it's not by your heart but it's below your heart and it's like you're you're bending over you're you're like um crouching over and um and and you have that just terrible feeling, oh, man, I have to do this. I don't want to. So I had that same feeling, but like, I don't want to go to Madrasa today. Like, I just don't want to go. Don't force me to go. Just leave me. This is, this is not what I want. I don't want to go to Madrasa. I don't want to go and see those Molanas. I don't want to go and learn whatever they're teaching me. You know, I don't know what they're teaching me also. What's the purpose of what they're teaching me? So, you know, there was that day. And I remember coming from home and then eating lunch quietly, peacefully, and then, you know, and, um, you know, kind of hiding because my parents, you know, they made sure that we were at Madrasa, right? Me and my brother. So I remember that day I was um, being chased out of the house by my mom and she was holding a hockey stick. Okay. And I remember being pushed out of the house. You know, me running to the car, like me screaming and I'm crying at this moment and just racing to the car to leave because of the, you know, the hockey stick. Right. So I remember going in Madrasa, the driver's there pulling me through. He's driving me in. And then I sit in the car. We've arrived at the Madrasa. I still sit in the car. I'm like, driver, I, I don't want to go, man. I, I want to stay here. Right. So I just stood. I just sat there. And then the driver was telling me, go, go. Come on. Mother says you got to go. Right. And then um, eventually what ended up happening was that he calls the guard of the Madrasa compound. Right, the the actual security guard who's who's there, who's in charge of security. So what ends up happening is that they open my door. Like I'm gripping my door so he doesn't open it. Right. And then what happens is that 
you know, because he's a guard, he's much, he's much older than me, right? He's stronger than me. So he pulls the door open and then my hand just lets go of the door handle. And then, you know, I, I'm pushed back, kind of back inside the car because of the force. And then what ends up happening is that they start to drag me, literally drag me out of the car. Okay. Like I remember being feet first, like my, um, my, my upper body was kind of leaned back. And as they dragged me out of the car, I was like, and, you know, you know, having a dust cloud, um, popping up because, you know, the, it wasn't tar road. It, it was dust, um, in the parking lot and they had no tar road. Um, so I remember that. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I have to go. You know, I'm here already. They've, they've pulled me out. Mom's trying to chase me up with the hockey stick. Right. So then eventually I start as I start walking to the classroom. Right? I get up, I dust myself off and like, crap, I have to go. So I end up going, walking there reluctantly, you know, with my uh, shoulders arched over, you know, down this, uh, this poor body language, which I've got right now. And then walking into class and then the Molana is there. And then he is, he looks at me and then he just says, okay, come in. You know, I was late at that time, right? Um, and normally if you're late at Madresa, you get shouted at. You get asked, why are you late, right? And, um, you know, they pick a fight with you. It's like they pick a fight with you. So at this moment, like the Molana just said, okay, go in, right? So I just walk in there and then the Molana leaves the class and then I'm there and then I look down. And when I look down, I see all over my, my clothes, I've got blood, literally blood all over me and i'm wondering what is this and then i look at my friends and my friends start start asking me i said hey there's something on your mouth then i like i take my hand i feel my mouth and i'm rubbing my fingers together and i'm like oh my god what is this this is blood right i smell it there's a smell of blood and then i'm like looking at my clothes oh that's how it that's probably from my mouth and then i'm like oh god i got this blood on me like I was feeling like the pain of going to Madresa was even more than the pain of that hockey stick, which hit me. Okay. Right. That's why I could, I was like, oh, oh, well, there's blood there. Right. I wasn't in pain because of, or because of the hit of the blood. Right. I was in pain because I had to go to Madresa. That pain was much greater. And so then eventually the, the, the my friends tell me, hey, go, go wash yourself, man. Go goggle your mouth. Like, don't don't you're, you're you're messy right go goggle your mouth so then i eventually um you know i don't want to go gargle my mouth because uh you know i'm a shy guy i don't like walking around madresa or, or leaving anywhere right i like to be in this um just uh, this confined area of mine right where i'm comfortable but then eventually i have to go and i go wash my mouth and then um you know that's kind of the experience which i had at madresa um, one of the experiences which i had and, um, you know, what I'm grateful for is that because of that experience, I was able to come up with this framework. Okay. And this framework is the answer to all those queries, which I had me being that young kid, you know, having blood on his clothes and feeling that anxiety and that sorrow and that depression while I'm at the madrasa, you know, from that, what has stemmed is me doing my research for the next four years after that. I promised myself I would figure this out. I would understand what does this religion mean? Why are people doing this to me? Why are my parents doing this to me, right? And that's kind of the the, the mentality I had then for the next four years. And this framework here, which I've made, um, is kind of derived from all that, right? From all of that pain and suffering 
this is how I learned this framework, the concept of God, right? Who is God? You got to understand that. And, you know, it's very, very important. That's why I'm urging you guys to go and check it out. I'll leave the link down below. Um, go and check it out. Um, very, very crucial. I think it's going to help you a lot, especially if you're trying to be more like the Prophet, peace be upon him. You know, if you're trying to get your Salah like the Prophet, peace be upon him. If you can, if you can't, if you can't concentrate in your Salah, right? Anything like that, this framework is going to help you because it's the basics. And, um, you know, I, I've had experiences uh, tr in trying to make this framework to perfect it for you guys okay so um yeah with that being said it's the end of this episode and i'll speak with you guys in the next episode assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh